Hi, I'm Jillian, and you're listening to the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast, where each week you'll learn tools and actionable tips for improving your relationship with food, your body, and yourself so that eating can feel easier. If at any point you'd like to learn more about my coaching programs, download free resources to support your progress, or just see photos of my adorable dog, you can go to www.bitesize.es to learn more. Thank you so much for listening, and let's hop in to this week's episode. All right, friend, we're just going to dive in. I got this crazy idea. I was like, you know what? Valentine's Day is coming up. One of the reasons why a lot of us struggle with dating is because how we feel about our bodies and also the fear of what other people are going to think about our bodies when we're dating. And so I wanted to jump on here, share some of my experience as someone who has been, I've been online dating since 20. 11. I've been online dating for over 10 years. I think I have a bit of experience about this. And I have had periods uh, where dating felt like the worst thing in the world. And I have had periods where dating felt really fun and I really enjoyed it. And a lot of that had to do with my relationship with my body and my relationship with food. More about my body, but our relationships with food and our bodies are so closely intertwined. And so I wanted to chat a little bit about my own dating experience and how it's changed as my relationship with my body has changed and stick with me until the end, because I'm going to share a few learnings from literally 12 years of online dating. And yes, I have had relationships sort of in between there, um, but I've got quite a bit of experience. I've actually got more experience online dating than I do as a coach. And I've been a coach for about eight years in some capacity or another. And so, yes, this is a bit of a, an experimental episode. And as always, your feedback is so, so welcomed. Please let me know if you like hearing a little bit more about my personal experience. I know I always share a little bit, but this is, this is going to be, hopefully you're going to laugh. Uh, I don't think you're going to cry. I think you're mostly going to laugh. So amazing. I did actually at one point start writing a book about some of my unfortunate dating experiences because there are a lot of them. And maybe at some point that book will be finished. Maybe your unfortunate dating experiences can go in this book and it can be a book that we write together. Who knows? And so I went on my first online date with OkCupid, which depending on where you are in the world, you may not know what OkCupid is. Um, I think it's still around. Anyways, first online date with OkCupid over 10 years ago, and it was hilarious. I had my friend's dog with me, so I would kind of like have an excuse to leave if I wanted to. And I remember this guy, you know, in his photos, he was fairly attractive. Um, and and then I got there and it turns out he had just found like the exact correct angle for his face and in person didn't look like his photos at all. And so I want to be clear because I think one of the things that we get in our heads about are like, oh my gosh, I'm not attractive or I'm not going to look like my photos. And I think that the, the issue is not if you're attractive or not, because that's so subjective, I think it's like, are we putting out who we really are in that online space? Or do we have the fear of, if I put photos of what I really look like, like people aren't going to be attracted to me. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But the funny part about this date is that one of my best friends at the same time had also decided sort of to take the online dating plunge. And it turns out her first date was the same guy. And so we were talking about this and being the very good friend I am, she was in her car on her way to sort of get ready for this date. 
And so I logged on for her as she was driving and I messaged the guy and I was like, something can come up. This guy asked me such strange questions about like how long it took me to wash my hair and like what type of shampoo I use. Very strange. Anyways, since that one disastrous date over 10 years ago, I have been on more first dates than I can remember. Some of them were like laughably terrible. Some of them, I actually had a friend call me so that I could get out of it. And others have been magical, like actually magical first dates. And most date activities will fall into three different categories. You're either going to be eating, you're going to be drinking, or you're going to be walking. And depending on sort of your nutrition goals, your lifestyle, your values, and your approach to like your health and well-being overall, it, things can get complicated. And for me personally, I spent a really long time being completely obsessed with nutrition. And I thought I was being very health focused, but really being so health focused, I was actually like borderline. I, I don't want to say I had an eating disorder because that is not true, but I was very, very disordered in my thinking and my acting around food. And that's because I had to weigh and measure everything that went in my mouth. I did not feel comfortable eating out and it made it really hard to be fully present while I was dating. And part of that was because, so that these behaviors that I had were because I never thought that I was attractive enough. I felt like I wasn't good enough to date the kind of men that I wanted to be with. And I remember even when I got physical with these guys, like I never wanted to have sex with the lights on. I was really, really self-conscious. I, I never was able to really even let go and truly experience like the joy of being with another human and on the dates themselves like even if it got off of the dating app and into a date I was so concerned about you know if this fits my macros or if I can eat this or you know what are they going to think of me if I order this thing and I it was just a whole disaster but luckily part of my whole process with food in my body was recognizing that like this didn't align with the type of person I wanted to be. When I looked at my core values, I was like, this isn't allowing this, these behaviors are not allowing me to connect in the way I want to connect. And so this kind of brings me to recent dating history where it's been a really great experience over the last, however long, I would say six to eight months. And part of the reason why dating has been such a great experience, part of it is, is really recognizing that I am totally fine whether or not the person I'm going on a date with likes me. And that was a big realization for me because I tend to be quite anxious when I date. And I want to I share with you kind of what dates can be like when you stop putting so much pressure on your appearance, your body, whatever it is. I was in LA for a month last year in Los Angeles. And I remember a date that I went on. It was one of the best first dates I have ever been on. And honestly, as I reflected on that date, without the work that I've done around accepting my body, separating my self-worth from my appearance and building confidence in my ability to make choices about how I eat and being confident in myself and how I communicate, that date would not have been as fun. And I'm going to make a long story short, but basically... Um, the guy that I was out with was an actor and we ran into someone from his acting class that happened to work in an ice cream place that was nearby. And the guy was like, oh my gosh, do you guys want free ice cream? And a few years back, so before I had done the work on like body acceptance 
and relationship with food, that would have been alarm bells. Cause in my head, I would have been, I would have been thinking, oh my gosh, there's so many calories in this. I shouldn't be eating this. I've already eaten. And that didn't happen. I very happily said, yeah, let's go get ice cream. And I ate some ice cream. I don't even think I finished it. I ate what I wanted and I left the rest. And it was so much fun. And even if I never saw that guy again, I was just so grateful for the really fun evening we spent together. And I think dating can be more like that. I think a big part of it is learning how to enjoy the moment of connecting with another person without putting, without projecting all of our other stuff on it, without letting it mean like, if this person ghosts me or if this person doesn't like me, what does that say about me, right? Because a lot of the time when we're dating, we sort of put the ball in other people's court. Rather than thinking, do I like this person? We're wondering, do they like me? We have a really big fear of rejection. And we often blame our appearance or blame our bodies for that rejection. And our body bullshit, I'm just going to call it our body bullshit, keeps us from so much joy in life. And that can be, even if you are in a serious relationship, maybe you're not fully comfortable getting naked and letting your partner see every angle of your body with the lights on. Maybe with a new person, you're so concerned over your angles or your belly rolls or your cellulite that you don't actually enjoy the physical encounter when you have it. And so learning to let go of that body bullshit can let us have like the spontaneous ice cream, but it can also let us have like the spontaneous sexual encounter. And it can let us wear clothes or wear makeup or not wear makeup in a way that makes us feel good rather than projecting what we think the other person is going to like. And so I do want to sort of like side note here because I recently read a book called The Unexpected Joy of Being Single. And in it, there was a passage that completely shifted my perspective on love, dating, and the potential of, yeah, I'm a 35-year-old woman. There is very much like the possibility that I... I mean, there's the possibility, no matter what age you are, that you may end up being on your own. And I think to a lot of us, that is terrifying. But personally, I don't know if I believe in soulmates, but the author of The Unexpected Joy of Being Single talks about our soulmates potentially being many, many people from family members, friends, romantic partners. And that just because someone is a soulmate doesn't mean that they are a soulmate forever. And I really wanted to share this because it brought me so much joy in looking at my life and the people around me as like, oh my gosh, I have so many individuals that love and care about me. And most of them don't give any shits what I look like. They love me because I'm a great friend or a really good hugger, or I have a good sense of humor. And whether or not I weigh 10 pounds more or 10 pounds less, or whether or not I have cellulite or not, that isn't going to change how they feel about me. That sort of turned this like big fear in my head of, oh my gosh, I could be, I could never find a partner. It changed it to like, well, even if I never find a partner, it's still worth it to work on really enjoying myself. And that shifted dating into something that I could choose to do rather than something I had to do. And I was able to approach each experience with a new person, each conversation with that other person is like zero expectation. If very least, it's going to be like a funny story to tell my friends. At the very most, it may lead to a few dates or a relationship or more, but it could just be a moment for me to connect with other people. And connection for me is a core value. 
And if that experience with that person didn't work out or didn't pan out, it wasn't because I wasn't pretty enough. It wasn't because I wasn't skinny enough. It wasn't because I didn't have the abs that I used to have. It was simply because we are two people that didn't have a ton more to say to each other. And that's okay. And I want to make it clear that if you are someone that is sort of struggling with your body image and dating right now, I want you to know that no one that is worth your time or energy actually cares about your weight or what size you wear. I want you to rewind and listen to that again. No one that is worth your time or energy actually cares about your weight or what size you wear. And I wish that I had truly believed this when I was younger. Although, you know what? I'm pretty happy with where I'm at now. So maybe I learned it when I needed to learn it. You know what I mean? So if you are waiting to date or struggling to put yourself out there because of what your body looks like right now, whether that is you are in a relationship and you're struggling to do certain things, like certain sexy things with your partner, or you are not in a relationship and you're wanting to get in a relationship or you're wanting to date, or you're just wanting to have sex with random people because that's cool too. If you're waiting because of what your body looks like or because you are waiting to feel more confident when you look different, challenge that thought. Challenge it and ask yourself, is it possible that I can have an incredible experience dating, an incredible experience having sex, an incredible experience in my body without my body changing at all? That is not to say that you cannot choose to change your body. You can choose that acceptance of what your body is now does not mean that all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I can never change it. It simply means that you stop fighting against what is, you accept it, and then you can choose to do what you want with it, right? And I want to assure you that there are many, 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 many individuals in all types of bodies out there having fucking awesome dating lives and awesome sex. And here's the reality of dating. And this is why it's so hard. It's like, you are probably going to end up going out for coffee, drinks, dinner, a walk, whatever, with a bunch of people that you never end up seeing again. And a failed date is just a date that didn't work out. It's not something you did wrong. It is not a reflection on your attractiveness. It is not a reflection on your worth as a human. And so I wanted to share some learnings that I have from a very long career as an online dater. And a couple tips to make dating sort of fit with this person that you are becoming. And I have a ton written down here as notes, and I'm going to skip through that because we don't need to be here for like an hour. But if you like this topic and you want me to repeat it, let me know because I do have a lot more notes here. But I will tell you that I have been on both sides of rejection many times. I have had, I've been ghosted. I have been breadcrumbed and caspered and apparently paperclipped as a thing, all the terminology that's all happened to me. And I've been ghosted by individuals that I've actually had relationships with. We're just out of the blue, gone. And honestly, it ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. And you know what? I used to blame myself for this stuff. I used to say I wasn't attractive enough. They probably found someone better looking. I wasn't feminine enough. I wasn't smart enough. And that didn't help me at all it simply made me feel worse. And so I'm going to share with you some learnings that made it just feel a lot better for me to date and get out there, even though I am, I have actually have no idea how much heavier I am than I used to be. No clue at all. But I enjoy myself a lot more now. And for you, maybe you will feel better if your body is a little bit smaller. Maybe you won't. But I will tell you that you can build confidence in your own, own in yourself without your body changing. 
because confidence comes from, comes from doing. And so dating got more fun for me when I put work into validating myself rather than relying on the external validation of like a match on Bumble or a guy telling me I was attractive or a guy texting me. When I started validating myself, I started having so much more fun. And so how did I do that? I started complimenting myself on non-appearance related qualities. The more I started acknowledging myself for how awesome I was outside of what I looked like, the more I believed that other people should see those awesome qualities in myself as well. Another learning that I had was I learned to let go of the need to please the other person. Yes, it feels so good when you make someone else laugh or when someone else tells you how great you are. But when you are dating, it is just as much their responsibility to impress you as it is yours to impress them. I also want to let you know that whatever insecurities you have, other people probably have their own. I have this theory that everyone has a big insecurity that rules their life. I've actually had people be like, no, I don't have insecurities. I don't believe that. And so you don't need to impress the other person. They need to impress you just as much as you feel the need to impress them. And that kind of brings me to another learning, which is remind yourself that people are going to disappoint you and that's okay. It's not your fault, especially in a dating situation it's most of the time it's their stuff. And if they have a problem with you, that doesn't mean there is a problem with you. That means they have a problem with you. That is not the same thing. Okay. Another learning, this was big for me is having clarity on my core values and actually talking about core values with the people that I was dating. I started doing this and it, it, it like skyrocketed the quality of the men that I was involved with. And this is like, no matter what gender you are interested in, understanding that if you are looking to date someone for sort of a longer term thing, understanding their core values and, and having those conversations with them is absolutely key because from the beginning, if your core values do not match up, like if you're looking to date seriously and eventually find a partner, like this person might have like all of the qualities that you want on paper, but if your core values do not align, it is not going to work. And that is going to feel way worse later on when you're already invested in them. Another big learning for me, and people talk about this all the time, and I didn't really get what it meant for a long time. And that is date yourself and date your friends. And why do we save like a drink at a fun new bar or a coffee date or a fun dinner at a new restaurant? Why do we save that for dates? We can do that ourselves. We can do that with our girlfriends. We can, or our guy friends or whoever. We can, I do that with my dog. One of my favorite Saturday traditions is to take myself and my dog on a date to a new coffee shop that I haven't tried. And it feels so good knowing that that is something that I do for myself. I have a couple more here and then I will wrap this up. Dress in what feels comfortable, not what you think the other person wants to see you wearing. I have been on dates where I've dressed sexier because I felt like it. And I felt totally at ease and comfortable and showing off different parts of my body and dates where I essentially wore just like fancy pajamas and felt so comfortable. And so wear what you feel sexy in, not what you think the other person is going to find you sexy in, because that is going to help you feel more confident and confidence is fucking sexy. Next one is remember that if you don't like who you are, when you are with them, it's never going to work anyways. And so just let it go. I usually am anxious. I am an anxious, anxious human in relationships. And I used to take that anxiety as a sign. I was like, ooh, it's butterflies. I must really like them. No, it was anxiety. And dating someone 
that helps you feel calm or that doesn't trigger those feelings of anxiety, that is a good sign. If you are constantly feeling butterflies, you're constantly, constant, excuse me, constantly anxious. That is not a sign that it, that you don't like them. It is not a sign that they're boring. It is a sign that they are not triggering anxiety, which is fan freaking tastic. I didn't write this one down, but date people that you might not find attractive right off the bat. And those may be the ones that surprise you the most with their substance. That is one that I used to be so incredibly superficial. And the less superficial I got as I was dating, the more quality experiences I had with other people. The last one here, take rejection as a favor. They are doing you a favor. It is not a sign that there's something wrong with you. They are doing you a favor by removing themselves from your life. You might convince yourself this person is amazing. They're perfect, blah, blah, blah. They're not perfect if they don't like you. They're not. Also, no one's perfect, but rejection is like failure. And I talk about failure a lot in these episodes. Failure is not inherently bad, but the meaning that you put on failure can make it feel like the worst thing in the world. And so rejection only feels terrible because of what you make it mean about yourself. You make it mean you're not good enough. You're not attracted enough. You're not worthy enough. You're never going to find anyone. Rejection from another person is simply them removing themselves from your life so that you can find something better. Anyways, those are my, those are my thoughts on dating. These, I think you can also really apply to like any social experience to help you build confidence. And I hope you do. And I hope you enjoyed this. And I would love to hear your feedback as I do love anytime I post a podcast. And with that, my friend, I am going to go start my weekend. Thank you for listening. If you like this, share it with someone. I really love it when you do that. All right. Goodbye.